0: When you tolerate your children's sin, it's as if to God you are committing that same sin yourself.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple.
0: Today on In Grace, we are going to be honoring dads as Father's Day is coming up this Sunday. And we also want to make sure that we elevate fathers and pray for fathers and, and help fathers. And so that's what we're going to do today here on In Grace. And for uh, the rest of the week until Friday, we're going to talk uh, to and for fathers. And my message title today and tomorrow is how not to be a sad dad. And we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And if you know anything about Eli the priest and his sons, you probably know where I'm going with this. But it'll be a wonderful experience to be able to honor and help and teach dads today and this week. And even if you're not a dad, I want you to listen because all of Scripture is profitable And you're going to be able to then share something with a dad or with a father that will help them. And so let's uh, do that today. Just before we get into today's message, we have a very, very special Friday and weekend edition of In Grace coming up with a gentleman that came to our church and spoke. He is a creation speaker. He's worked with dinosaurs and We had a chance to record an In Grace episode with him. We're going to feature that on Friday. But unfortunately, he passed away not even a year later after we recorded this. His name is Dr. Kevin Anderson. And so in... In memory of him, we're going to make the theme this whole week about dinosaurs. And I filmed a series, a two-part series, where we went out to a dinosaur dig in Colorado. And we made a video series about it called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. A lot of people think dinosaurs evolved and, and man and dinosaurs did not exist together. Yet we're finding evidence to the contrary A lot of evidence. And so if you'd like to get Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution, the two-part video series, you can either get DVD or by digital, then you can contact us and make a gift of any amount. That gift will make sure more people hear the gospel through InGrace. And then we're going to thank you by sending you Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Some of you want to give more than uh, just, let's say, $10 or $20 or $30. Let's say your gift can be $35 or more to InGrace. More people hear the gospel, and I'm going to send you two more video series. These are really great tours of creation museums. One is the ICR Museum in Dallas, Texas, and the other one is the Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas. These are really well done, incredible information and beautiful videos. And you'll get all three of these for your gift of 35 or more. So let me have you consider a gift in grace so more people can hear the gospel of grace. And just before we go to today's message for fathers, let me remind you that InGrace is going on a cruise to Alaska. And if you'd like to see if there's still room available, it's less than a month away, uh, then you can contact us right now, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com and click on travel. Some of you, uh, Father's Day is a very happy occasion. Uh, for me, it is. We, uh, we have uh, a nice lunch planned, and uh, I'm hoping I get to cook because I like to grill. Uh, so Father's Day could be a really nice day for you, or it could be a sad day, depending on your situation. Maybe you've had uh, problems with your, with your children. Maybe you've had problems with your father. No matter what, uh, we can learn today. We can learn, and we can celebrate, and we can rejoice because fathers— are the earthly example of God. They are to be the earthly example of what a loving father is. And that's, that's a big responsibility, isn't it? For a dad to be like the father. Now, that's impossible, except that if you've believed in Jesus, you have the spirit of God in you. And if you walk in that spirit, uh, you will emulate God, okay? And so it is possible for fathers to be like our Heavenly Father, but it's it's the most important duty that a dad can, can show his children is what God the Father is like. And one of those things that I love to do is, is give kids gifts. I love to give them presents. And so one day, a dad came home with a, a toy, and he had five children, and so he said, Um, I'm trying to decide which of you to give this toy to. He said, which of you have been obedient? You've always listened to mom and done everything that she told you to do. And they all looked at each other and there was silence for a long time and finally the oldest said, Daddy, you get to play with it. (laughs) General Douglas MacArthur has a famous quote you know, obviously an important military man and, and uh, really helped in World War II, but he said this, he said, by profession, I'm a soldier and take pride in that, but I am prouder, infinitely prouder to be a father. A soldier destroys, a father builds. It is my hope that my son, when I am gone, will remember me not from the battlefield, but in the home, repeating with him our simple daily prayers. The Bible has great advice for kids and dads. In the book of Proverbs, in verse 12 of chapter 3, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. And so there's the model, right? This is our Heavenly Father. If he loves you, he'll correct you. Even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. So you see the the correlation there between the earthly father and child and the heavenly father and us. Today we're going to learn about a man who had his sons break his heart and, in a sense, break his neck. So we're not going to look at a great example of a dad today. We're going to look at an example of a sad dad. But from this example, all of us are going to know what not to do. Okay, And in that, we'll know What to do. And so my message title is How Not to Be a Sad Dad. And we're gonna be in 1 Samuel chapter 1 in verse 3. And this part of the Bible took place in Shiloh. Now, just so you know, we say a lot of biblical names wrong. Okay? I'm not going to start using the correct Hebrew pronunciation because you will have no idea what I'm talking about. But they would pronounce it Shiloh. Okay, so uh, we'll say Shiloh because we are Westerners and we think we're right. Uh, Imagine us telling those from Israel how to pronounce things. But this all took place, and and this is really a a story that all happened in, in Shiloh. Uh, one other thing that was found in Shiloh while we were there, when we filmed and we made the Joshua's Conquest series, they had found what looked like a gate, and they believed it to be the back gate, or a small back gate of the city. Well, this year, after doing a lot of excavation, they now believe that what they thought was a small back gate is actually the gate of the city. And if it is the gate of the city, the last thing that I say today happened there. It happened with Eli, uh, who was the high priest of Israel, the uh, Cohen uh, Gadol, the high priest, and he was the one that was representing God to the people. In 1 Samuel 1.3, this man went up. This man, by the way, is Elkanah, who is Hannah's husband, okay, just a man in Israel. He went up uh, out of his city yearly to worship and sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. So there's Shiloh. Shiloh is north of Jerusalem, just about 20 miles, just under 20 miles north of Jerusalem. It's in what's called the West Bank. Uh, I would prefer to call it Judea, Samaria. And uh, I believe that all of this land belongs to Israel as God has promised them the land uh, for eternity. And so Uh, They would go to Shiloh. Why? Well, this was where they would worship. This is where they would sacrifice. And Elkanah was, was faithful in doing these things. And it says, the two sons of Eli, so there's Eli. Again, he's the high priest of Israel. Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. So this was the time before Israel had kings. You remember the kings of Israel, Saul, David, Solomon, and, and then the, the divided kingdom of, of Judah and Israel, Israel in the north, Judah in the south. Well, this was before all of that. And God wanted them to not have a king. God wanted to be their king. And the judges were those that were placed uh, by God in order to help us get through life. <laughs> and, and Eli was there as the high priest. And his job as God's man was to share the problems of the people with God and the word of God with the people. And this was the way that it worked. Now we have the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, who were grown, who were older, and they were serving as priests. But the reason we know so much about Eli in 1 Samuel is because of Samuel. Now, Elkanah's wife, one of his wives was Hannah. Hannah went to Shiloh. She was praying fervently to the Lord from her heart and with her lips, and she was praying silently so that Eli when he saw Hannah, he wondered if she was drunk. And it turned out no, she was just earnestly praying for a son because she was barren. And she wanted a son so much that she said, "Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him to you." And that's what happened. She had a son, his name was Samuel, and she did as she promised the Lord. Little Samuel was basically raised by Eli. So although Eli wasn't the father of Samuel, he was the one that raised him and mentored him. And Samuel obviously turned out great. Eli's sons did not turn out great. And that's where this story goes. And I just want to stop and and say this one thing. Parents, what Hannah did, offering her son to God, is a great model for us.
1: Your kids and grandkids are being bombarded by evolution and humanism. Equip them with resources that will help them not only survive, but thrive. As a thank you for your gift of any amount this week, Jim Scudder will send you an action-packed dinosaur adventure called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. When your gift is $35 or more, you will receive two more exciting video adventures. Irrefutable Creation Evidence, a behind-the-scenes tour of Carl Baugh's fascinating Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas, and Origins. Creation or Evolution, a walk through the incredible Institute for Creation Research Discovery Center with Frank Sherwin. To make an investment in GRACE, call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to InGraceRadio.com or write to InGrace. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE. InGraceRadio.com or P.O. Box 9. Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: Your children are a heritage from the Lord. They're not your possessions. You don't own them. You have the privilege and responsibility to raise them godly. And so it is a wonderful thing for parents, and we do this here, to publicly dedicate the children to God. Not to say that you're giving them uh, to the church to raise because we don't want to raise your children, uh, certainly. But I want want to, as a parent, bring, I want to dedicate them to God. I want to bring them up in the way of God. It's an, an amazing thing to do. It's a great model for us and for all parents. Our chief desire is that we should raise godly offspring. So Eli raises Samuel, and he seemed to do a great job, but not so much with Hophni and Phinehas. Now, this was a difficult time in Israel. In Judges 21, verse 25, it says, In those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Isn't that sad? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Sounds kind of like today, doesn't it? And Eli seems to be a godly man. We don't find any sins in his own life other than possibly one, and we'll get to that in a minute. He was raising Samuel well, but he had lost control of his two sons who were priests. In 1 Samuel 2, 12, it says, now the sons of Eli were the sons of Belial. What is is that? Well, it's a term that was used to talk about lawless and wicked people. This was actually a term that was used by Paul as a synonym for Satan, okay? So these were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord, and this is a term that that means they were openly practicing wickedness. A horrible thing for a priest who's supposed to be representing God and holiness, and they're actually openly conducting evil and wickedness. Now, what were they doing? Well, 1 Samuel 2, in verse 13, tells us the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant came, while the flesh was in seething, boiling, with a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand, he struck it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the flesh hook brought up, the priest took for himself. So in layman's terms... Uh, The sacrifice brought to the Lord. It was put into uh, a pot to boil. The priest could uh, reach in with a hook and pull. whatever he pulled out was his. Okay, that was the way God designed it so that the priest could partake of the sacrifice and sustain themselves. And it says, so they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came thither. And now I think back to this bone deposit that they found in Shiloh and they are continuing to do a little bit of a cleanup dig while we were there. In that bone deposit, they found almost all kosher, which is sacrificial animals in that pile, exactly what you would expect if you read the Bible. Okay, and then they're finding mostly right-handed, or right-sided animals. So when you bring to the Lord, you bring. You can keep the left side for your family, you give the right side to God. The favisa, the bone pile, had where they found those gold stars, had the right side. And also there was pottery mixed in, which you wouldn't expect to find in a bone pile. But remember, you bring a libation, a drink offering to the Lord, and you break you break it so that no one can ever use that pot again. And so I was asking the archaeologist digging there, I said, what type of pottery are you finding? He said, well, all dates back to the times of Joshua and the Judges. And so it's right here in this time frame. And he said... They were also not, there weren't any common cookery pots. So all we found, he said, were more fancy vessels for liquid. So again, it lines up with what you would expect here. Okay, so here they are in Shiloh. All the Israelites were coming to Shiloh in verse 15. And before they burnt the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to roast for the priest. Okay, so so this was the sin of Hophni, Hophni and Phinehas. You say, well, what's the big deal? They're supposed to be able to take from this sacrifice that was in the pot, pull out a hook full of meat, and that was theirs. But they didn't want soggy meat. They, they didn't want all the fat, the fat to be boiled off. They wanted it before they did all of that. And you say, well, what's the big deal? The big deal is, They were disobeying God, which is a big deal, but the bigger deal was they were taking what was God's. If God said to do it this way, God wanted the best, God wanted the choicest, and they were saying, no, I want the best, I want the choicest. That was a huge sin against God. It might not seem like a big deal to you, but it is a big deal to disobey God and take what is his. Okay, Remember that lesson. So They were saying, we don't want this sodden flesh we, are raw. we want the raw meat before you throw it in there so we can have a nice, have you ever have that nice sear? You know, I'm going to try to cook some steaks at home today and you want that marbling in that steak, that, that fat in there. You want to put it on a really hot charcoal grill and it gives you that nice crust and that medium rare in the middle. Should we pray and dismiss? <laughs> some of you said amen to that. We're going to go longer just because of that. they don't want this soggy stuff they want they want that meat just slap that thing on the grill with all the fat on there verse 16 and if any man said unto him let them not fail to burn the fat presently and then take as much as thy soul desireth then he would answer him nay but thou should give it me now and if not i will take it by force i mean these were bad guys They weren't even letting the people do what was right. They were forcing them to do wrong. Wherefore, the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. What was supposed to be holy and sacred, they were making profane. And this was very, very much against what God wanted. They weren't only disobeying God. They were taking the sacrifice that was to be to the Lord. Now, unfortunately, that's not even the worst sins of Hophni and Phinehas. The worst sins are in chapter 2, verse 22. Now Eli was very old and heard that all that his sons did unto Israel, so he had heard all those other things, and this, how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And so this was a, a practice done by the pagans. There was temple prostitution, and Hophni and Phinehas were we conducting that same type of wickedness in a place that was supposed to be holy. They were doing something absolutely profane. Committing fornication. And so, the people were upset. By the way, you do wrong, people will get upset. People don't like it, especially when people that are supposed to be godly or representing God do wrong, and it's awful. It's an awful testimony, an awful thing. And of course God was upset. And so the people talked to Eli, God talked to Eli, and Eli confronts his sons. In first Samuel sons, in first Samuel two twenty-three, he said unto them, Why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all the people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. Ye make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. They didn't listen to Dad here, and I bet you they didn't listen to Dad earlier. Or maybe he didn't confront them. Either way, at the end of the story is, a man of God comes to Eli and tells Eli that he had honored his sons over God. And let me just tell you this. This is a lesson that you can write down and take it to the bank. When you tolerate your children's sin, it's as if to God you are committing that same sin yourself right there. We need to push pause and we'll pick it up tomorrow on In Grace and trying to learn how not to be a sad dad. And we're going to give advice to people like Eli. Now, Eli was a good person in many, many ways, but obviously he had a blind spot. And this is something that I find with a lot of parents. Unfortunately, there's a blind spot. Why? What is it that we can't see sometimes Our our children's sin or the rebellion, and how to handle that. And we're very protective. Well, I think some of that's natural. Parents are naturally protective of their children, but we have to be careful not to be overly protective and actually harm them by not addressing certain sin. Again, we're going to talk more about this tomorrow and I hope that you'll rejoin us for that. I also hope that you'll come to Alaska with us in less than a month. We're going on an In-Grace creation cruise to Alaska on Holland America. The ship is New Amsterdam. My wife and I are hosting. We have a creation speaker Bruce Malone and his wife Robin and we would love for you to come. To get a brochure, call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. And since it is so close, you might not be able to still get on the tour. I'm not sure. But uh, you can also, when you go to our website, look at our Israel trip coming up in February. We still have some space there as well. And then finally, uh, don't forget that we have some great creation videos, and we would love for you to get this one, even if you want to give it to someone. It's called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. It's a dinosaur dig that we follow and find dinosaurs that should not be together because they were supposedly evolving at different times but there they are together and we would love for you to get this watch it or give it to someone and you can get it for a gift of any amount either a dvd or by digital download contact us 1-800-78-GRACE and if your gift can be 35 or more let me also send you two more great creation videos one is called Origins Creation Versus Evolution and the third is Irrefutable Creation Evidence A Tour of the Creation Evidence Museum 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com
1: As a thank you for your gift of any amount this week Jim Scudder will send you an action-packed dinosaur adventure called Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution when your gift is $35 or more you will receive two more exciting video adventures, irrefutable creation evidence and origins. Creation or evolution? Call now 878 Grace. Go to ingraceradio.com or PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's word and his world on In Grace Radio.